This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1624. Why is it hard to talk about feelings? Part two, by Keith Wilson of keithwilsoncounseling.com. Hello, everybody. My name is Greg Audino. I'm your host and narrator here on Optimal Relationships Daily, here with you every single day to read from some of the best relationship content in the world. And this time, we're gonna be picking up where we left off in yesterday's post. We started a longer one, a fantastic post from writer and therapist Keith Wilson. Be sure to listen to yesterday's episode 1623 if you haven't done so. But if you're all caught up, then let's jump right back in for part two as we continue optimizing your life. Why is it hard to talk about feelings? Part two, by Keith Wilson of keithwilsoncounseling.com. Working backwards, we begin the tour in the third facility where labels are put on and the feeling is either sent out to others or kept in the warehouse. Feelings often get mislabeled. There are thousands of feelings words. If you don't talk about your feelings much, you're not going to have a great vocabulary to choose from. You might say, for instance, you're angry, when a better word would be peaked. Having the right word changes how your message is received, as well as your own understanding of the feeling. Here we encounter a problem inherent in using words. If you don't know what a word means, you can look it up in a dictionary, but all you'll find there are other words. Look them up, and what do you get? Still, more words. There is never a point where you get to the actual thing in itself. That is to say that no matter what word you choose as your label, angry or peaked, it will never completely capture the feeling as you experienced it. For that, we need to go to the second facility. As inadequate as words are, it's harder to understand things without them and impossible to talk about them. The second facility is where you get to put together the raw material with memories of similar experiences before words are added. This part works a little like searching Google by image rather than keyword. The raw feeling enters, and the hunt begins for others like it from the database of memories. It pulls up all the times people stepped on your toes in the past, including all the times they figuratively stepped on your toes. The logic is a personal one, using a secret algorithm. In this logic, you are the center of the universe, and everything's happened for, or to, or because of you. As hard as it is to communicate your personal experience to others, the operations of the second facility, it's even harder to understand your personal experience without words or memories to compare them to, the operations of the first. That's where it really gets impossible to talk about your feelings. So, anyone who claims that they can talk about their feelings is wrong. There's always a point beyond which they can't, because feelings originate in that place beyond words and personal understanding. As a therapist, when you come in and talk about your feelings with me, 
we won't spend any time touring the first facility. The only way to do so might be for you to stomp on my toes and for me to stomp on yours, just to recreate what it was like. I'm not sure we would gain much, so we won't go there. We would spend most of our time touring the second facility, questioning the reason you associated this guy stepping on your toes with the bullies of the past. You probably didn't realize that you made that connection. Yet, that connection powerfully determined how you responded to it. That wasn't the only connection possible. You could have just as easily concluded that the man was an oaf, not a jerk, because he wasn't looking where he was going. Any other perceptive third party can help because they don't have the same associations as you. Bullies don't immediately come to my mind when someone steps on my toes, but I can see how they might. For me to help, you have to be willing to not only proclaim your feelings, but also analyze them to death and have me call your conclusions into question. That can be hard depending on your associations. Here we have another incident that gets processed into a feeling. Someone comes by and says you should talk about your feelings. That bit of raw material gets processed by comparing it to incidents that, by your personal logic, you associate with other incidents that you believe are like it. What comes to your mind when someone says you should talk about your feelings? I'll tell you what comes to many people's minds. They bristle whenever they hear the word should and wonder how that person thinks that they have the authority to tell them what to do. Use the word should with them and they may rebelliously defy you. The next thing they think is this person is not only telling me what to do, it's like he wants to see me naked. Not so we can do fun things we must be naked to do, but so he can see me naked and take note of all my flaws. If they make those associations, they won't be able to talk about their feelings without humiliating themselves in the process. So, here we have another reason why it's hard to talk about feelings. There were the simple ones, the complex one, and now a shadowy one, hidden in the recesses of the subconscious. It's hard to talk about feelings if you associate talking about feelings with being humiliated or anything else equally undesirable. Fortunately, few people have trouble talking about their feelings with a therapist once they are satisfied that the therapist will act professionally. You wouldn't go to the dentist and refuse to let her put her fingers in your mouth. You wouldn't see your accountant and not let him know how much you make. You wouldn't go to the doctor and not take your clothes off so she can perform an exam. So, few people see a therapist without talking about their feelings. Sometimes the reason it's hard to talk about your feelings is because you haven't found the right person to talk to. But keep looking. I think it's worth it. Being able to talk about your feelings helps you understand them and use them properly. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Why Is It Hard to Talk About Feelings? by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. And thanks so much to Keith for this terrific post. So much to like here in both parts one and two, and I was particularly taken by the note that he just ended on. Maybe you haven't found the right person to talk to. So this is interesting, and something to consider from a few angles. On the one hand, there is a lot to be said about people providing us with a sense of safety and curiosity, you know, um, reinforcing us when we express our feelings. On the other hand, we mustn't shame ourselves for not being able to do that. And we also have to lead the charge ourselves sometimes. Choosing to be vulnerable without permission, and through this, uh, doing our best to invite someone else to do the same, regardless of whether or not they reciprocate. There's a balance there. But I think that what holds true regardless is the fact that your ability to express your feelings and to have somebody ready to listen to them is never gone. It's not too late. 
And if you haven't found someone who can really listen to you, personally or professionally, part of your duty is to not color everyone the same way and make the mistake of thinking that no one out there is willing or able to hear you at your your truest or your most raw. So that's going to bring us to the end, everybody. Thanks again to Keith for this wonderful post, one of my favorites that I've shared here on ORD, I'm sure. And good news, it is a Sunday, so there's another bonus episode waiting for you in your feed. So if you would like more ORD today, it is here for you. Be sure to check on that one, and I will see you there, where your optimal life awaits.